0: Gentlemen, thank you very, 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 very much for joining me today here on Rise Up, episode number 32. Majorva says, I love this song. I listen to it all the time. It lifts me up. Speaking in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, not only speaking in the name of Jesus, but speaking the language of Jesus. That is the title of today's show here on January 24th, year of our Lord, 2023. Truly an amazing time uh, to be alive, an amazing time to be a Christian, an amazing time to be able to fellowship together in this new revival of Christ, in this new revival of the word of Jesus, God's word spreading like a wildfire. I am excited. You are excited. We are experiencing a rebirth of America ever since uh, Roe v. Wade, was overturned, and uh, that rebirth could also be uh, known as a revival of America, and since America was built on Judeo-Christian values, then ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing a rebirth of America. I want everybody in the Rumble chat to uh, let me know what your name is and where you're watching the show from, because we like to capture uh, everybody's uh, region. We like to uh, capture everybody's uh, shout outs all in one area. There's so many great people here. And by the way, big shout out and happy birthday to Richard who's watching on Rumble. We already just passed 800 people already. My middle name is Richard. So let's go ahead. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Richard. Happy birthday to you yes ladies and gentlemen my middle name is richard as well let's pop on that rumble chat if we can uh here uh, here we go good morning says patriot johnson amanda is watching how you doing good to see you nurse 1978 rockin robbins annette smith cindy luhu miranda dolan marilyn dockendorf how are you good to see you majogo james from wisconsin ginger from Long Island. Ray from Illinois. Robin from Arizona. Ann from Tennessee. Julie from Arizona. Alexis Timmons. Uh, Nadine, how you doing? Lindy from Missouri. Ron from OHIO. Mark and Melissa from Washington State. Barb from BC, Canada. Good to see you, Barb. Kim from Michigan. Shelly from Northern Indiana. Vanette from OHIO. Christine Medina, thank you very much. Brent. uh... Brandonton, Florida, says Michael. All right, awesome. Good to see you. Luann from Wisconsin. Richard from Wisconsin. Also, Joanne. How are you? Good to see you. Look, all these folks from the same state. You guys should get together and have lunch, coffee. Maybe you guys can get together and uh, brew up some real good Rise Up coffee. Huh, ladies and gentlemen, you can get your Rise Up coffee today. Uh, the Sumatra Gold, the Dark Roast is selling great but the light medium roast southern i mean american pecan with southern pecan taste flavor and smell gourmet coffee is selling out fast get yours today and sooner or later folks we will also add in um decaf k cups and start a coffee club but that's in the future right now we just need to sell a bunch of coffee in order to pay for the coffee and then we'll get to that all right uh jeremy let's buy the wapo hey i agree I agree. Big shout out to Deb Yoakam as well, folks. We just passed 900 beautiful, wonderful, God-fearing people here on uh, LFA TV. I was going to say live from America, but it's LFA TV. And this is Rise Up. So thank you very much, folks. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. I'm getting my hair cut today in between the two uh, news shows, so I can't wait for that. Get a nice beard trim. So I'll look brand new when I come back at 5 p.m. tonight. Anyway, let's please go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Faithful says, anyone from Delaware here? Well, Biden and his classified documents. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, had to have a nice joke there. Here we go. Lord and Heavenly Father, wow, what a blessing it is to be able to worship with you, or for you, to you, together. Uh, with this great LFA family, this fellowship that we, have, uh, that we have created, this beautiful, big, large, huge, huge family, all worshiping your name, we, say, we just thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for the mercy and the grace that you give us that we do not deserve, but you give it to us anyway as a free gift. What a blessing. What a loving father you are. We pray that we can show the same love towards others as you show to us, to our friends to our family, to our coworkers, to our children. We pray protection over this podcast, this network. We pray for an armor of God protection around all who listen, who open up their eyes, their ears, and their heart to the good word. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Ray said the sun is actually shining. Here in Illinois today, I didn't know the sun shined in Illinois anymore. No, I'm just kidding. And Bobby Mannion with the $50 donation early this morning, rising up. Thank you so very much, Bobby. It is so important that we have Rumble Rant donations because it not only allows us to use that as money to help others who really do need a hand hand, uh, up, and also it helps us keep Eli employed. Without Eli, I don't know what I would do, folks. I don't know what I would do. So, having said that, let's lift up our cups and let's have our first slurp of our gourmet coffee. Mm, Can you smell that American pecan smell throughout your whole house? Can you smell that dark Sumatra gold uh, gourmet smell brewing throughout your house? Oh, it's beautiful. All right, today, just in case you missed it, we titled, uh, Hi F Graves, good to see you, thank you very much for logging on, just to give us a rumble rant this morning, I mean a rumble and a, and a share, God bless you. Uh, Eli is the brains of the outfit, well I wouldn't know about that, I wouldn't think, say that, come on, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't go as far as that, uh, but no, he's, he's pretty smart, I'll give him that. Uh, anyway folks, the title of the, today's show is, I speak Jesus, do you? Now we're not necessarily talking about speaking in tongues, We are talking about speaking the language of Jesus. What is the language of Jesus? Do you understand it? Do you know how to speak it? Well, since today's verse of the day is so long, I want to kind of get to some of it right now, which is a little different than what we normally do. But I want to read the first part of this for you, okay? I said, praise the Lord, we are together once again. That means that God has decided that you are still needed here on earth. Have you found out why you're needed here on earth? Have you asked? Do you get an answer when you do ask? Do you even speak the language of Jesus? That is the key and the theme to today's message. Now some people are bilingual. And some can speak multiple languages. Like Melania Trump. Who can speak five different languages. However the only language. That is truly important. Is the language of Jesus. It doesn't matter what earthly language that you speak. The language of Jesus. Should be a part of your daily conversations. Let's talk about today. Let's Let's let's. Let's talk about how to learn the language of Jesus today. I love you. I pray for you. And I'm with you to the end. That's what we're going to talk about today. So having said that, we are going to break in right now to our, our first book of the day, which is always one minute prayer for dads. Because as, um, as a father, as a mother, as a grandfather, as a grandmother, As a foster parent, your job is to raise your children with Jesus at the center of all of it. Jesus is at the supper table. Jesus is on your way to work. Jesus is on your way to take them to school. Jesus is at the forefront of the conversation when they get older and they need and seek your advice. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So that's why I read from this book to start out one minute prayer for dads. And if anybody out there, I know a majority of our audience is women. If you guys want to get your husbands a wonderful gift for Christmas, get them one minute prayer for dads. Now, if your husband has already passed away, get it for your son, get it for somebody that you know that has children. This book was a lifesaver for me. It was given to me by my mother. And I got to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I think my mother got this for me, not only as a gift, but as a way to say she was sorry for some of the things that we had to experience when I was a child and she was going through a very rough time. And I know, and I don't blame her for that. Bad Moon said, what page are you on right now? Bad Moon, I am on page 31. I'm on page 31 of one minute prayer for dads and it's titled dad and child as prayer partners. Dad and child as prayer partners. And it's from Matthew 18, 20. And it says this, where two or three are gathered, I think you know where we're going with this, in my name, there I am among them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on, while people are getting to page 31 so they can read along, if you are gathered in Jesus' name, that means there's more than one of you, right? You don't gather yourself. You gather many people, two or more, in the name of Jesus Christ. That means that you are speaking the language of Jesus. If you're gathered in the name of Jesus Christ, then you are gathered to speak the language of Jesus Christ. The language of Jesus Christ is so, is so amazing that you don't even have to use your tongue to do it. Now, I explain this in the verse of the day today. You don't need to even use your tongue to do it. The language of Jesus can be seen through the eye. Uh, it can be heard through, the, through the, uh, the windows to the soul by looking in someone's eyes. I can, I can tell when somebody is speaking the language of Jesus by their body movements, by the way that they move, by the way that they carry themselves by the look in their eyes when somebody else is speaking the language of Jesus. It's truly a remarkable language. It doesn't even need to be spoke into air, into the public with your tongue, although that's what it definitely should be used for, but it doesn't need to be. I can speak the language of Jesus with another brother or sister just through our heavenly Holy Spirit. It is a phenomenal language. What can warm a dad's heart more than hearing his child pray for him? And if a child is praying for a dad or for a mom or for any of you, that child is speaking the language of Jesus. And only a select few in this world can do it, folks. Only a select few in this world can actually speak the name or speak the language of Jesus. Now, there might be three billion Christians On planet Earth, that does not mean that 3 billion people know how to speak the language of Jesus. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Out of those 3 billion Christians, I'm just assuming here, I'm not saying this with any kind of mathematical knowledge. But I'll bet you that 75% of them do not speak the language of Jesus. They just call themselves Christians. Very different. Explain to your children how prayer partners pray for each other's needs enlist them to pray for you as your prayer partner and then occasionally ask them to switch and make mom or one of the other siblings their prayer partner for a while. Praying for others builds love and fosters unity. Builds love and fosters unity. And the prayer for this says, Father, when I pray with my child, two of us are present. Your word promises your presence as well. It's natural for me to pray for my child, and it's right for my child to pray for me. But Lord, how much better if I enlist my child as my prayer partner and explain how that means we're to hold each other up in our prayer daily. I ask you to honor such a practice on your part, on our part, excuse me. Be present as I pray for my child and my child prays for me. There will be power in the prayers of a child and power in my intercession for my child. Speaking the language of Jesus. There are some that are in this chat right now that desperately want to speak the language of Jesus, but don't know how. That is what this show is for. In the beginning, there was God. There was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. The Word was God. What does that mean? That means that before the creation of Earth itself, there was language, the Word. Why do you think we call it the good news? It predates every language on this planet. It predates the thought of language alone. It predates all creation. There was Language. When Jesus came onto this earth, he spoke in parables. The only people that understood that language were people who were opening their eyes, their ears, and their hearts to the language of God. In the beginning, there was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. That is a language that all of us inherently know how to speak. You don't need to spend hundreds, thousands of dollars on language classes, Rosetta Stone, or any of these other self-help books to help you learn this language. This language is a free gift, and it's given to you at birth matter of fact let me rewind that a little bit more and rephrase that it's given to you at conception let me rewind that even further it's given to you in heaven and carries through your conception of a human being carries through your birth of a human being carries through your life of a human being And then when you go back to dust where you come from and you end up going back to heaven, it follows you there too. The word of God is a language that only few can speak, just like in Jesus' day. The Pharisees didn't understand what he meant. The Sadducees didn't understand what he meant. The Jews did not understand what he meant. It was a language, and we all know it. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to go seeking it. It's right there. Right now. Today. Learn it. And speak to us in Jesus' language. Moving on. The next book we're going to read from, which I so humbly accepted and proud to, to have uh, received, uh, this book came to me in the mail about a month ago, maybe a little longer. It's called The Bible Promise Book for Morning and Evenings. Now, when people send me books like this, devotional books, and uh, they want me to add them into my you know, morning devotional here on Rise Up, I, always, I never just grab it and read it. I have to read some of these books in order to make sure that it is in line with the message of Jesus, not my narrative. I don't have an agenda here outside of passing along what God brings into my head and into my heart. I will all ask you all that are watching right now is if all of you could share to all of your different social media platforms. Some of you have multiple social media platforms. Some of you have two or three. If you could just take this rumble link and share it on those platforms. So Telegram, Gab, Getter, Facebook, Twitter, any of those, uh, Parler, if you still have it, Truth Social, uh, share the link. Just grab the link and share it. And if you're watching on the app, gra- uh, share it right from your app to those social media links. Folks, I, we've never hit 1,500 live viewers on Rise Up. I want to make that happen, Captain. And the only way we can do that is with your help. So please help us get there. And if you have not done so yet, please also like the video. Because if you don't, you're not, not sharing Jeremy Harrell. You're not sharing the gospel, which Jesus definitely, definitely instructed us to do. I want, to read from, um, I want to read from this book now, and it's called Healing. Now, Jesus healed. He walked this earth. Jesus healed thousands of people, probably. I don't know if there's a number on it. But when he healed, he didn't just heal and, and say, there you go, peace out, have a good day. He gave them the word when he healed he gave them the word and then instructed them on how to conduct the rest of their lives didn't he so nobody was healed without the word without the language of jesus let's speak let's speak that and read it today deuteronomy 32:29 see now that i myself am he there is no god Besides me, I put to death and bring to life. I've wounded and I will heal, and no one can deliver out of my hand. Psalm one hundred three two through three says, Let all that I am praised, let let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He he forgives all my sins and he heals my diseases. Our Heavenly Father patiently waits for us to come to him with the fragments of our shattered lives. When we bring our brokenness to the foot of the cross, he provides a life-giving transfusion, healing the hurt and shaping his children into healthy, whole vessels. None of this is done without God. None of this is done without the word, and none of this is done without language. If you're not speaking the language, if you don't understand the language, you're not going to be healed. You're not going to be forgiven. You're not going to be given free salvation. You're not going to be given mercy. You're not going to be given blessings. You're not going to be li- given love and comfort. Now, it's there for you, but if you refuse to learn it if you refuse to speak it to understand it then folks you won't get any of this lord i bring my shattered remnants and broken dreams to you bring healing and wholeness to my life amen i'm reminded of a saying that i learned that i heard as a child I was in second grade. This was 1986. I'll never forget these words. I was in second grade. So how old are you when you're in second grade? What, seven years old maybe? So I was seven years old. I was in second grade. And I remember, do you remember when you were in school and they wheeled in those TVs on the carts? Remember that, Eli? They wheeled in those TVs. It was the greatest part of school right? They wheeled in those TVs. That meant we were watching a movie. That meant we were watching a documentary. Either way, the lights were off and you were able to <laughs> whisper and play games and took naps, whatever. I didn't take naps when I was seven. I don't take naps when I'm 43. Definitely didn't take naps when I was seven. Eli, Eli said he took naps. Lazy. Anyway, we watched a movie. I remember watching two things. I remember watching the Challenger spaceship blow up live on TV because we were all watching it in school because a, a, a teacher from this region was on that spaceship, Christy McCulloch, And the Challenger blew up right before our eyes. I was seven years old. That's not the, that's not the moral of the, or that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I watched another thing that I remember at that time and it was called The Never-Ending Story. How many people saw The Never-Ending Story? Eli, you see that movie? The Never-Ending Story? Yes, throw spitballs too, Ray. We used to do that too. So 1986, J.L. Jazz says I was out of high school for five years. Wow, yeah, I am a youngin'. In 1986, I watched this movie called The Never-Ending Story. Well, in that movie, I promise you we're getting to a point here. I know I ramble on. In that movie, there was a point in which these old, this old couple, these little dwarves or elves, I don't know what they were, but they, uh, they, they, helped, this, uh, they helped Atreyu heal, and they sent him back on his mission, right? Well, while he, they were helping him heal, they said, it has to hurt if it's to heal. I never forgot that. I always remembered that it has to hurt if it's to heal. So when everybody was freaking out in November of 2020 and the election was stolen and we were going through this pain and for the next two years we experienced the pain of an illegitimate resident occupying our White House, I said to you even then, folks, it has to hurt if it's to heal. It has to hurt if it's to, he- if it's to heal. Same thing goes with God, Jesus, the Bible, the language. Folks, we cannot be healed and forgiven of our sins if we have not gone through some pain. Pain is inevitable, pain is necessary. Physical pain, spiritual pain, emotional pain, mental pain. Pain is inevitable and it's necessary. It is necessary for you to go through pain, for you to be healed. Jesus, it was necessary for Jesus to be tortured. To be nailed to a cross, tortured, killed, murdered. It had to hurt if it was to be healed. The covenant that God has with us today through Jesus Christ is all predicated on hurt. Pain, suffering, sacrifice. That's the language of Jesus. It has to hurt if it is to heal. Remember that for the rest of your lives. It's very important. Going to Jesus Listens 30 minutes pa- You know what? Before we go on, we are now 30 minutes past the hour. I need some coffee. Let's pop on the Rumble chat if we can. A lot of people said that they were already out of high school in 1986. A lot of people said that they were f- just born in 1986. Folks, the age groups that watch us is unbelievable. We have people that were born in 2006 watching. We have people that were born in 2016 Watching folks, the amount of people that watch this network, the age group, it's crazy. It's crazy. It makes me cry to know what happened to our savior, said Mary. Planted by waters says healed here on earth. Halloween says we call it tough love. I was five when that movie was on, said Osborne. Amanda, I thought you were my age, said Lacey. Harris is 1947. Barb Naylor says in 1986, she was 15 years old. Redneck says, I was born in 86. I remember that well. I was in third grade, said Melissa Steffi. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, for the people watching on Roku at Firestick and everywhere else, the Rumble family is extensive. I mean, the uh, the LFA family on Rumble is extensive. We go from young to old to middle-aged. We're all here. We're all young souls in Christ though, I can guarantee that. CQ707 says I need some of Jeremy's coffee. Oh! Ho, 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 ho. Yes you do. Got it closed. You can't drink the coffee when the the lid is closed, Jeremy. By the way, I can't stand it when people call me Jeremy. It's one of my pet peeves. Whenever you meet me, do not call me Jeremy. Call me Jeremy. Seriously? (laughs) Anyway, my Savior King from Jesus listens. Thank you for your precious robe of righteousness that covers me from head to toe. The price you paid for this glorious garment was astronomical. Your own sacred blood. I realize I could never have purchased this royal robe no matter how hard I worked. So I'm extremely grateful that your righteousness is a free gift. If I forget this amazing truth, I feel ill at ease in my regal robe. Sometimes I even squirm under the velvety fabric as if it were made of scratchy sackcloth. Lord, I long to trust you enough to remember my privileged position in your kingdom. You know how they always call us white privilege? You have white privilege? You can, you can finally say you're right, I do. I wear robes of white. And I am righteous in the eyes of God. And I am privileged in the kingdom of heaven. You're darn right I have white privilege. Just not the white privilege that you think I have. And by the way, whether you're black, brown, green, purple, white, peach, like me, salty and American, whatever it is. You also have white privilege if you are dressed in the white robes of Christ. How about that? Are you jealous that I have white privilege? I'd like to ask them. I love your coffee, Jeremy Richard. Richard, like my dear brother who died at 44. Yes, everybody. My middle name is Richard. Jeremy Richard Harrell. Just in case you needed to know that. Lord, I long to trust you enough to remember my privileged position in your kingdom and to relax in your luxuriant folds of my magnificent robe. I need to keep my eyes on you as I practice walking in this garment of salvation. When my behavior is unfitting for a child of the king, it's tempting to try to throw off my royal robe. Help me instead to throw off my unrighteous behavior. Then I'll be able to feel at ease in this garment of grace, enjoying the gift you fashioned for me before the creation of the world. You know what else existed before the creation of the world? The language of Jesus, folks. Jeremy, that is so good. White robes of Jesus Christ. Amen. I have white privilege. Just not the kind of white privilege that these people are talking about today. Now, if you wanted to, if you wanted to limit the scope of your name calling and say white privilege, at least get it right and say peach privilege because this ladies and gentlemen is white. Okay. That is white. Does that look like the same thing? Folks? I am peach colored. So if you want to say that I have a privilege because of my skin color, call it peach privileged. I am peach privileged, even though I'm not, but I am, I do have white privilege the white robes of Christ, folks. Woo! My brother's name was Richard, says Heather. He was my heart. Sadly, he passed in 2014. So sorry to hear that. So sorry to hear that. I pray that he's in heaven. My brother is the color of that cup, said Bad <laughs> Is he albino? My brother is the color of that cup. Wow. Leave it up to Bad Moon, right? Unbelievable. Uh, I Peach, says Halloween. Albino he is. Okay, well, there you go. He does have white privilege then here on Earth, I guess. That's funny. I love it. 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 I just was opening this book, this heavenly devotional. I saw a title called No Joke, and the only thing I could think in my, heart, in my head was, No Joke, man. Come on, man. It's No Joke. It's no joke. America can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, the peach pastor. How about that, folks? Can I be the peach pastor, Jeremy Harrell? How about that? Peach pre- uh, peach preaching. How about that? I'm peaching to you. <laughs> peach, Jeremy, peach. <laughs> Jeremy and the giant peach. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, I'm laughing so hard. I can't even find the, uh, I can't even find the right one here. Uh, these don't have dates on them. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> I got to bring up the rumble chat. So I'm sure there's a lot of people laughing. I identify as eggshell. That's incredible. I'm peach with pure blood. There you go. My skin is pale pink. <laughs> super white. Oh no. What do I do? Oh, the horror says Tina. I am red and white red where the sun shines white where it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. That's for sure. I don't get a tan. I just get sunburned. I'm peach too. And have red neck <laughs> says T Mitchell. <laughs> oh, I love this church family. I do. I love this church family. Look at everybody. Just cracking up. Having a good time, folks. We got to have a good time. We got to have a good time. Alright, here we go. Must see destinations from heaven, our daily bread. Here we go. Romans 8:21. Creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. The title of a 2010 Life Special Edition magazine read Heaven on Earth the world's must-see destinations. It contains stunning photography of places such as the Grand Canyon, Alaska's Denali, Petra in Jordan, and, the Re- and Rio de Janeiro. I've been fortunate enough to visit a few of them, says this author. Now, this magazine caught my attention shortly after the death of my parents. Both my mom and my dad went to be with Jesus in 2012. In the months following their deaths, I found myself grieving over the must-see destinations my folks were never able to visit. The hope, however, of a renewed earth brings me great comfort. The world currently groans under the crushing weight of sin and decay, right? But when God comes back to dwell with us forever, he will fully and completely bring heaven to earth. All the broken effects of sin will be gone forever and Jesus will renew all things including the physical earth reclaiming its original goodness the way it was supposed to be with Adam and Eve. The profound implications of a renewed earth are too many to name here but in the midst of grief I find comfort in knowing that my parents along with all of God's forgiveness and restored children will have the rest of eternity to visit all of the must-see destinations the new heaven and earth will offer. Wow. 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 How incredible is that? How incredible is it to know that after you die and you go, you know, all these people who pass away and they go, I never got to see the Grand Canyon. I never got to see Machu Picchu. I never got to see the, 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 the Egyptian pyramids. I never got to see Rio de Janeiro. I never got to see the, the river Euphrates. I never got to see so-and-so, so-and-so. But folks, they'll be able to see it. The new earth will allow them to see all of it. In even a better form, a form in which it was supposed to have been, not in the form that it is today with decay and sin. It's going to be incredible. So as long as you speak the language of Jesus at the time of death, you will be able to see all those things that you did not be able that you did not uh, see while you were here on earth. And even better things. Things that we don't even have here anymore. Things that aren't even in existence anymore because of sin. Somebody wanted to know what devotional that is? I'll hold it up here for you. There it is, right there. It's basically an Our Daily Bread publishing, but it's heaven. Our 90 devotions from Our, our Daily Bread. It's a beautiful book. J.L. Jazz says, Yesterday when Jeremy was talking about holding Jesus when we meet in heaven is something i visualized for a long time. I see myself holding him, laying my head on his shoulders and weeping. I would never let him go. I would never let him go. Actually, do you guys want to hear a funny story? You want to hear a funny story? All right. Last night, my wife and I were talking about the moment, the day, the time that Jesus comes back. This is a funny story. And this will give you an insight into, um, this will give you insight into how my marriage is with my wife. We joke constantly, by the way, matter of fact, I joke far too much. I joke even in bad situations. I joke when we hear really terrible news. I make a joke. It's just who I am. It's my way of dealing with things. I'm always making a joke of something. Now, if you're married to me, it probably gets annoying, but my wife and I have a pretty incredible marriage and a relationship and there's a lot of joking. You ask Eli. It's, uh, sometimes it gets annoying. I'm sure people around us are like, "Oh, cut it out. You know what I mean? You guys make me sick with all your love and greatness. <laughs> but it is. It is great. I was definitely blessed uh, to, to, to marry such a wonderful woman. But anyway, I'm going to tell you a great story. Last night we were talking about the moment that Jesus comes back. The trumpet has sounded. And our bodies, the ones that are dead, are pulled out of the grave. And pulled up to to, to the sky. And we are basically reunited with our souls all in one. Mind, body, and soul all together. Kind of like we have right now. That's why we're so amazing if we're children of God. And those who remain on earth that are not dead yet will also be caught up in this wondrous event. Okay? And up in the sky. Hey, by the way, does anybody know what that is? Oh, you can't see it, can you? It's a Joshua tree. Story about that, too, for another day. But anyway, as I was talking to my wife, I said we were watching this show called. um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but we were watching a show where uh, a husband and a wife, you know, years prior bought a resting place. They bought a spot in a cemetery for both the wife and the husband. Well, the husband ended up selling his wife's spot without her knowing, you know, about 10 years after they bought it. OK, so now they're older and they're at uh, they're at a funeral. And while they're there at the funeral, the wife says to the pastor that's there, given the, 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 the you know, preaching at the services uh, or reading the services, she says, oh, while we're here, come and see our gravesite that we, you know, our 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 final resting place. And the husband is like, no, 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 let's not. We don't have time. Obviously, he sold the, he sold her spot. So he doesn't want to go over there. Anyway, they end up going over there. Anyway, I believe the show is Kim's Convenience. I think it's a funny show. Uh, they're Christian, by the way. Uh, they're Korean Christians um, in Canada. But anyway, they—it's uh, <laughs> so funny because she gets very upset. Now, I say, I, I don't see the biggest—I don't see the big deal in that. You know what I mean? I—I I know some people are very adamant about being buried right next to their—right um, uh, next to their. Uh, to their wives or husband, I don't see the big deal in that. I get it. That's just my personal opinion. Bury me wherever. Sooner or later, I'm going up in the sky with Jesus anyway. So whatever, bury me wherever you want. But anyway, she gets all upset, and uh, you know he he you know he says he's sorry, and he and it ends up working out in the end. But I said to my wife, I said, I when I die, I said, do you want to be buried next to me? And she's like, I don't know, I'm mean, kind of, I guess. I said, I don't know why. And she goes, I don't know, it's just a thing, you know, eternal resting next to the one that you love. And I said, yeah, I get it. I guess so. But, you know, whatever. I said, I want to be buried on, like, top of a high mountain. And she said, why? And I said, well, because when, you know, when the rapture comes and, and we're all pulled up from our graves and we're all met in heaven or in, in sky with Jesus, I want to be the first one, <laughs> the first one there. And she goes, what do you mean? I don't think it works like that. I said, it does. I said, how can it not work like that? If I'm closer to, to, to Jesus when he comes and he raises me out of the grave, I want to be the first one there. I want to see him first. So that when everybody else gets there, they're like, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? And I'll say, oh, you missed him. I already seen him. He's gone now. It was great. <laughs> it was wonderful. And it was obviously just a joke. She's like, I don't think it works like that. And I'm nuts. And I said, yeah, I don't think it does either. Um, but it was funny. It was funny. She's like, uh, why do you want? I said, so I could see Jesus before everybody else does. She goes, even in death, even in resurrection, you still want to be first. You still want to be the first one there. You're still that petty. And I was like, yeah, I want to see him first. I want to be like, I saw him first, guys. He was great. He's gone now, but he was amazing. (laughs) So me and my wife do that all the time. Um, Now, somebody said something about cremation. I don't really know enough about cremation. I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. I, I have asked that, by the way. I have asked, um, you know, elders, like, are we supposed to be cremated? Are we not supposed to be cremated? It doesn't say anything about it in the Bible. A matter of fact, the only thing it says in the Bible is that our, uh, we will be resurrected. Our bodies will be resurrected. Our dead bodies will meet our souls in, in, in the sky and will be reunited. I, I don't know. Somebody asked me, do you think that cre- cremation is, is against God's will? Simple answer is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't think, because it doesn't say that you shouldn't do it in the Bible, I don't think it matters. I, I don't think that the power of Christ can be limited to whether you have a skeleton or not. You know what I mean? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I, again, I don't know. I've heard pastors say it's good. I've heard pastors say it's bad. I don't know. Well, I did that too, but you can't Google something and expect to get truth from about God. Right. Well, so really right. And that's the way. And, and so Eli is just like I just Googled it, and it says it doesn't promote one way or the other in the Bible. And, and, and I've not been able to find that in the Bible as well. I mean, we are dust, right? We come from dust, and back to dust we go. So I just don't know. Long story short, I would not limit the power of Christ at that moment whether you have a skeleton or you're dust. I just wouldn't limit it to that. That's my, that's my personal opinion. Again, I don't know. I just have not read anything ever about it in the Bible. And if it's not in the Bible, then I will not add nor subtract from it or to it. Amen? We were formed from dust, so I'm sure God can put our ashes back together. Amen. Amen. 100%. A lot of people in here are getting cremated, and I think that's fine. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. So, moving on. A Greater Humility, this is titled. Oh, by the way, this is One Year with Jesus in the Gospels. And folks, if you're going to spend a year with Jesus, then you darn well sure better know his language, right? You darn well sure better realize that you better speak his language if you're going to spend a year with him. Matthew 3.14 says, but John forbade him. Forbade or forbade? Is it forbade or forbade? Yeah, but there's no E at the end. Yeah, it's forbade, right? Uh, But John forbade him saying, I have need to be baptized of thee and comest thou to me. Question mark. John the Baptist was overwhelmed that Jesus asked him, To baptize our Savior. John had already declared himself unworthy to unloose the latchet of the Christ's shoes. And now the Christ was asking John to administer his baptism? Likewise, we are often overwhelmed by the idea that Lord could use us. Who are we to proclaim the unsearchable riches of Christ? I feel like that all the time. I got to be honest with you. I feel like that all the time. It is easy to disqualify ourselves and not fulfill God's instructions. However, Jesus told John that he had to do it to fulfill all righteousness. So again, ladies and gentlemen, this is another reason why I think that you should be baptized. Not that you have to be baptized. We actually had this conversation with Pastor Tim Frisch a year and a half ago. You do not need to be baptized to go to heaven. Obviously, the thief on the cross was not. However, Jesus did not need to be baptized either, but he chose to be baptized in public by John. There's a reason for that. And that same reason that existed back then exists today. It's not necessary, but it definitely sure is wonderful. And I definitely think it brings you closer to God. I really do. Somebody said better than LFA. I don't know what that means. Oh, rise up, rise up. Yeah, this show is definitely better than, than LFA, 100%, better message. Now, we don't have 4,500, 5,000 people watching, but that's okay. We're not promised that. We're promised to walk on a narrow path where there are few. So if we have 1,200 people in here every day getting the word, that's a pretty big church. Imagine that being in one church. That would be Huge. as wonderful as it may seem, the Lord has chosen to use us. God's word could not have been fulfilled without John's cooperation. The Lord works through men. And that is why men wrote the Bible. Who else is going to write it? A giraffe. Remember that video? When she, that lady's like, that lady did that TikTok or that Instagram. And she's like, People say that they don't believe the word of God because it was written by men. And she said, who else is going to write it then? A giraffe? A dog? <laughs> Incredible. We can do nothing by ourselves, but the Lord will do nothing by himself. A lack of understanding, this, has caused many people to miss God's blessings. They pray and desire God's best, but wait on God to move independent of them. It's a partnership, just like a marriage, folks. You got to do your part. 50-50. There are things that we must do to fulfill the righteousness of God in our lives. How about learning the language of Jesus being the first and foremost of that? John was not seeking to exalt himself, but failing to baptize Jesus would not have been an act of humility. It would have been an act of stupidity. It takes great humility to recognize the call of God on your life and let him use you. If God can use me (laughs) of all people, if God can use Paul, formerly known as Saul, if God can use drunkards and lazy adulterers, then he can use you. This I promise you. If anybody has known me for a number of years, they've seen the transformation in my life. It's not fake. It is not fake. It's about as real as real gets. The transformation that you have seen in me over the last six years is far more than the transformation that a caterpillar goes through becoming a butterfly. Something completely different. I want you to learn the language of Jesus today, folks, as we go and speak the language of Jesus by reading today's verse to close the show out. First Corinthians 14, 1 through five. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. The gift of prophecy. Now, again, remember, I speak the language of Jesus. Do you? For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Wait till you hear this part, folks. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues. Unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Powerful message. Now, I cannot speak in tongues. Does that mean that I am not a child of God? No. That means God is using me in a different way right now. Will I be able to speak in tongues someday? Maybe. I don't know. Don't know. I'll let God handle that. I'm not worried about that. I'm only worried about making sure that I can speak the language of Jesus every day. You guys have heard the term, no Bible, no breakfast. If you're going to feed your belly, at least feed your soul. Same thing goes with Jesus, the language of Jesus. Do not speak to anybody in an earthly language unless you first speak to God in the language of Jesus. Same thing. Start your day out every day. No Bible before breakfast. I mean, no breakfast before Bible. Feed your soul before you feed your stomach and speak to God before anybody else. It'll change your life. Folks, that's going to do it for Rise Up episode number 32 here on January 24th, year of our Lord, 2023. And as always, I'm going to take you out the same way that I brought you in, and that is listening to some beautiful music called I Speak Jesus from Charity Gale. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor. Coming up next is Sean Farish with Ungoverned. As always, you are not going to want to miss his show. And then followed by yours truly for Life from America. And then, of course, Unafraid with Mike Crispy and producer Frankie. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. Have a great morning. Enjoy your coffee with Jesus and enjoy Ungoverned coming up next with Sean Ferris. Have a great morning, everybody. Peace. God bless. I love you.